Welcome to Old Walls House. It's your main man and host, Old Walls. Back with you for the 21st time. Old Walls House episode number 21 coming your way. As always, guys, going to just say thank you real quick. I appreciate all you guys for coming back and listening and, and you know, just keeping, keeping coming and doing this with me. Like I always say, I'm having fun. Hope you guys are too. Uh, as always, let's do that housekeeping. If you guys could, please rate. Review, comment, subscribe, share, forward, retweet, whatever it may be. Any any little bit of that help, I, I greatly appreciate. It can help uh, help grow the podcast a little bit here. So, got a fun episode coming. Uh, got, a, got a special guest in studio, if you will. The roommate joins me this week for a uh, kind of a new segment, Reviews with the Roommate. So, that, that was fun. Uh, got a couple fights to talk about, some golf, uh, the NBA and the NHL playoffs. We're getting down to the wire on those, talk about those, and as always, kind of my passing thoughts. So, without further ado, let's get started. Okay, returning to the podcast, we welcome back the roommate. Oh, thank you so much for finally allowing me to return all right. for all this time. Cut the attitude. We don't need to start off with that. So... We are going to call this segment that uh, maybe is going to even be uh, be on the show going forward a little more often. Reviews with the roommate. And now to preface, we uh, we went and saw Top Gun Maverick this past weekend. First time I, I've been to a movie, and, and you you didn't go to a movie without me, right? Nope. So first time we've been to a movie since January of 2020. In a theater. In a theater. We've obviously watched movies, but first time we've went to see a movie in a theater. Uh, last movie we saw was The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey, like I said, January of 2020, and then obviously pandemic happens, and then it wasn't that we weren't going to movies, we just... We moved. We moved. There were no good movies out, mm-hmm. it felt like. I mean, there were a couple that we thought about going to, um, but And yeah. you've been waiting for this movie. You kept like thinking that the new Top Gun was going to come out, and it kept getting pushed back, and it was like, this is going to be our first movie back, so I mean... We had to wait for it, obviously. Yeah, I think Top Gun was supposed to come out in, like, late 2019. And they ended up pushing it back for, like, reshoots or something. And then Corona and all that bullshit. And so, it finally comes out. In in our pre-spoiler portion of this this conversation, what did you think of it? Because, actually, let's we have to start with the original Top Gun, which you don't like. Correct. Like, at all. No. And I stand by it. Unpopular opinion. I know. And I don't care. It, it, it's it's what? Because you don't like Tom Cruise? I don't like Tom Cruise. He's just, he's so fucking annoying. He is just a misogynistic little man. And he has little man syndrome. And he's so fucking annoying. And he thinks he's all that in a bag of chips. And he's not. And I just can't stand him. And he ruins every movie. Like, what's that other one that you like? A Few Good Men? A Few Good Men. Hate it. Top Gun is better than A Few Good Men. Both have Tom Cruise, which ruined both of them for me. Okay, so she hates the original Top Gun, which actually led me to do a little, like, looking. I looked at uh, the Rotten Tomatoes for both the original and the new one. The original Top Gun gets a 57% 
from the critics and an 83% from the audience. I was shocked about how low both of those were. Uh, just for comparison, the new Top Gun gets 96% from the critics and 99% from the audience. I will say this, critics are assholes and I don't really give a shit what they think too much because they're just snooty dicks that don't like fun movies. But I was surprised that Top Gun, the original, was 57% and only 83% of the audience liked it. So, Yeah, because it's just Tom Cruise being a dick the whole movie and who else can outdick him? It's like, who has the bigger dick the entire movie? It's who can outdouche Tom Cruise's character? Where right. are the women pilots? Nowhere to be found. The only good thing to say is it has Danger Zone and it has good music. There's nothing else good to be said. All right, there's no more slander of the original Top Gun from you today. We're going to move on and have you speak kindly word, kind words going forward. All right, so non-spoiler, what were your thoughts of the new Top Gun? Love it, love it, love it. Action, drama, suspense, great music. Love it. Great acting. And you did say one thing when we first walked in the movie theater. You just looked around and went, Mm, that smell. The smell, the smell <sighs> of when you walk into a movie theater and you haven't been in forever, and like you just whacked with the popcorn and the butter, and oh, just mm. unbelievable. So I also loved Top Gun, the new one. Uh, it's questionable to me if I like it as much as the original, but it's definitely right there. If it isn't as much, it was an incredible sequel. I thought it was great. It gave me like all the, you know. All the little callbacks I needed, um, it, it was it was perfect. Uh, I, I it's not perfect. There was one change I would have made. We'll save that for the spoiler section. But and and, and in the non spoiler section, I am gonna do one spoiler that's not really a spoiler because it has no effect on the movie. I had said to uh, the roommate right as we were waiting for the movie to start that if they would just do the exact same thing to start this movie as they did to start the original that I would be in heaven, and by God, they did it. The slow, like, Top Gun theme starts playing. They open up with, like, the scrawl that tells you about what Top Gun is, you know, the elite school for fighter pilots, and then they move to the the aircraft carrier, and they're getting the planes ready, and the engines are firing up, and then as soon as the plane takes off, they just go right into danger zone, and I, I almost cried. I almost cried. It was so awesome. And then it goes on from there, and that again, that scene has absolutely no consequence to the entire movie, but I loved every last bit of it. Anything else you want to comment about before we get to a little bit of a spoiler section? I I think the rest is all spoiling it. Okay, so spoiler alert, if you don't want to get spoiled, uh, fast forward for a little bit here, because we're going to talk about kind of a couple of things in the movie. I don't think anything's going to be too spoiler, so... You haven't seen... Well... You probably will. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. Yes, definitely Hurry up do that. and go see it and then come back. Okay, so spoiler time. The love the, the love thing, the the, the romance I in this one. I could have gone without that. It That's was stupid. That's my only complaint. Is we could have, it didn't like add anything to the movie. It wasn't relevant. Yeah, like the, the romance section from the first one is way better than this one. There's like at least a reason why True. it should be like, you know, forbidden the teacher. And, yeah. And this is just dumb. I don't know. It's someone he's, like, they're trying to set up that he's had a past with her. I don't know if we're, like, just trying to, like, appeal to, like, the audience that's closer to, like, Tom Cruise's age and, like, finding love later in life or something. Like, I'm not sure if that's what we were going for. Shut up. 
don't know if that's what we were going for. Like, that's all that I can think of because it, it adds nothing to the movie at all. I don't know if it's just like, oh, yeah, look, Maverick still got it. He can still woo the ladies. He can still sling that dick. I don't know. Tom Cruise, yeah. looking kind of old and feeble, though. I mean, I he's like 60. That. I know, but see, that's why I could he get behind this movie. He looks incredible for 60. He does. He does. He looks incredible for 60, but he's getting kind of old. I mean, I don't like, know if he's quite 60. You're losing... 59. You're losing the He turned 60 time. in a month. I mean, granted, this movie was filmed like four years ago, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, 56, whatever. Yeah, he looked old as hell in that little promo that happened. Well, right that, now the he's 60. They've, I'm sure that's more recent. Don't give me your, your look over there. Um, the only thing that I would change about this, there's a moment in the movie where Tom Cruise, like, cuts off a missile to save Goose's kid, Rooster, and his plane gets shot down. And it's very near the end of the movie. That was probably like an hour and 45 minutes, two mm-hmm. hours into the movie. I would have been very okay if that was the end of the movie. I agree. Like that, that would they could have cut, cut it there and just been like, oh, he dies a hero. Yep. Now I, I said that to you. I'm like, right as it happened, I'm like, oh, he should have died. And then Rooster goes back for him. And then as soon as they like go to steal the F-14, the old F-14 from the you know the fake enemy military base that's obviously Russia, I was like, oh shit, I'm back in. Like I'm right back into it. So and then they gave him. They had to work. They had to get a way to work Hangman. Yeah. Back into the movie because like they left him on the carrier. And he's, like, asking to, like, go help. So you're like, oh, yeah, he's coming. And, like, the end was a little predictable. And there were some dumb, like, dumb movie things in there. But for the most part, I thought it was pretty damn good. I I enjoyed the hell out of it. Now, my left arm is still hurting a little bit from you squeezing the shit out of it throughout the movie. Do you want to apologize for that behavior? Absolutely not. Never will. It was so good. So suspenseful, so many moments that are near-death experiences for so many of the characters. I mean, they just have you on the edge of your seat the whole way through. Yeah, so at every point when, like, the tension would rise, she would reach over and grab my hand and arm and just start squeezing it. And as the tension rose, her pressure went up as well. So let's, let's wrap up the Top Gun discussion. Final thoughts. Would you suggest people go see it? Why don't you give it a star rating? One to five stars or one to ten, two thumbs up. Pick however you want to rate it and and give us that. Four out of five stars. Four out of five. Loved it. Excellent for an action movie. We went into this thinking you were not going to like this. Correct. You were very not excited to go to this movie. absolutely not. And you finally listened to me and trusted me in that I have superior movie tastes than you do. Let's not get carried away. It's very true. Um, I, I also suggested as much as I can four four point seven five out of out of five. Like I said, a couple of things that were a little goofy, but I didn't care. It was I, I was having so much fun watching the movie. If you saw the movie, the first one, and liked it, you definitely have to go. If you didn't see the first one, watch the first one, then go. If you, you don't even have to see the first one, you probably don't. It, it probably would help though. There's some things, like, you would really struggle to understand the goose thing. Yeah. Oh, sad. The um, the Val Kilmer. Oh. That was sad. That was sad to see him like that. Because that's also, how he really is. Right. But I also really loved that Maverick and Iceman maintained their relationship from the first movie, and now are, like, really good friends, and they really needed each other. 
I know that that makes you sick, but I loved that. Okay. Any other parts that you sentimentally loved or anything like that? A lot of great men for the ladies to look at. Yeah, I can get that. All right, so we also, this weekend, started watching Obi-Wan, the new Disney Plus series uh, about Obi-Wan Kenobi, obviously. You uh, you have any thoughts about that? I don't mind Star Wars. Like, you've shown me almost all of them. I have not shown you almost all of them. Well, it feels that way. And I can watch them. I don't, like, love, love them or anything like that. And I never have, like, a full attention span for them. And this doesn't have cute baby Yoda, which is losing points for me. Because I was in the baby Yoda series for baby Yoda. This so do you want to get to the point that. that you didn't pay I any didn't attention? I didn't really pay attention. It's okay. Like, it seems good. But I did not pay any attention. You was bejeweling the whole time, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Knew it. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. Watched the first two episodes that came out on Friday. Um, so that was that was fun, too. Nice little twist. Nice little twist in there about where you think it's going to go. Um, I won't spoil that at all, so... Um, what else? Uh, um, I, uh, I've been really, really knocking it out of the park, at least I think, on the Blackstone this weekend. Oh, moving on to reviewing your yeah, cooking. Review my cooking. You have. We're at that point in the year now where it's like grilling season and you're taking over more of the cooking. It's kind of bullshit because I have to do more work. Yeah. Welcome to my world. Well, well you've been killing it. That's you've your been job, killing William. Game. I'll put you up. <laughs> Um, so you did hibachi on the Blackstone and breakfast on the Blackstone. Yeah, I killed the hibachi game. The breakfast is whatever. The hibachi game, I killed the hibachi game. Fried rice, all the vegetables, chicken, steak, scallops. That was, that was some of my best work I've ever put together on the, on the Blackstone. It was delicious. I loved the breakfast too. It's good, greasy. Diner-like, fixes the hangover just like that. Are you hungover? Just a touch. Pussy. Um, anything else before we uh, we wrap up your, your first appearance here as reviews with the roommate? I think that about sums it up. You got to let us know what should, be re- what should we be reviewing next. A TV show. A movie. A food. A brewery. Oh, yeah, I what we also I talked about this, but what were your thoughts on the Burger King chicken sandwich? Oh my god. I'm in. I'm hooked. I cannot believe we've been sleeping on Burger King all this time. It was so good, crispy. And that was like takeout that I had to drive like 30 minutes with. And it was still crispy, crunchy, slightly sweet, but spicy. Delicious. Agreed. Well, that wraps up. The very first, Reviews with the Roommate. Okay, let's talk the fight game. Had a uh, had a kind of a, a big event, we'll say. Called a big event this past weekend. Gervonta Tank Davis knocks out Raleigh Romero in the sixth round. Big counter left hook, perfectly placed, right on the draw. And, uh, you know, Raleigh just couldn't really answer the count. He got up, beat the 10 count, but was wobbling all around. The ref waved it off. Um, from what I've seen, a little controversy there that maybe the, the ref should have let him go. 
I don't think he was long for that fight regardless. So I, I don't have a huge problem with him with that ref stopping it. Cause I saw the knockout. I saw the way he was wobbling. Tank was going to be back on him in a hurry and going to be laying some big ones in. So even if he doesn't stop it there, I think he stops it 20 seconds later and, you know, maybe Raleigh Romero gets really gets the lights put out and then bad things can happen. So I'm good with the stoppage. Good win for tank. But, and I think I said this in the pod last week. I'm like, I'm not paying for these fights. If he's going to fight cans, like, no, like fight somebody good. There's good. Well, yeah. Now the names at 135, and we'll talk about more about that. Have kind of paired up a little bit. Uh, so you got Haney and Cambosis. They're they're tied up for two fights in all likelihood, or maybe not. If Cambosis can win, we'll get more to that later. Uh, Loma's tied up with this Ukraine Ukraine Russia war. So I mean, it really leaves. You know, what's next for Tank? And he was talking that he was going to be leaving. Mayweather promotions, but now that's kind of, he was kind of backtracking since I put the pot out last week. But I mean, the fight to make is him and Ryan Garcia. They both have great followings. They both need a good fight. Garcia's coming back, I think, July 16th against Javier Fortuna. So get through that and then book this fight for December, November, December, and make it happen because these two guys need to fight somebody real. I think Tank has all the ability in the world, but I'm just not interested in seeing him pick up regular world titles, which are like bullshit world titles. I mean, there's four sanctioning bodies in boxing, and you can't pick up one of their real like world titles. You have to pick up one of their secondary belts. So I'm just all, like I said, I'm all set on Tank until he fights somebody good. If he fights Ryan Garcia, I'm good. Loma, I'm good. Devin Haney. You know, Cambosis, if he gets anything like that going, I mean, it's not going to be Haney or Cambosis, obviously, but just do it and help. Man, there was a picture with him and Shakur Stevenson. Ooh, that one's kind of a mouthwatering fight to think about down the road because I don't really think Tank's going, like, up to 140 permanently. So I think 135 is where he's at. So good win, but, you know, do something. So I mentioned a couple times there, Devin Haney and George Cambosis, they're fighting to finally... Figure out undisputed at 135. I would tell you that George Cambosis is already undisputed at 135. The WBC made a bullshit franchise belt for Lomachenko, for Lomachenko before he defended his title against uh, Tiafimo Lopez, and then Tiafimo Lopez won, and then Cambosis beat Lopez. So I would have said there's already been an undisputed. Tiafimo Lopez was undisputed, then Cambosis was undisputed because he beat him. So, But there was that bullshit WBC franchise belt that was given to Lomachenko, which made Devin Haney officially the WBC champion. Many people call him the email champion. So this is going to wrap it up for good, for sure. This is for Undisputed. So I'm looking forward to the fight. It's down in Australia. I think it's it's still going to come on on a primetime uh, time back here in the United States. So knowing ESPN, that shit won't start till 1 a.m. and I'll be falling asleep in my chair while they probably run, uh, you know, vignettes for Nico Ali Walsh the whole time but I'm looking forward to the fight the kind of the big question is can Haney keep it a boxing match and can Cambosis make it a fight can Cambosis make it dirty get on the inside that's not where Haney shines Haney shines on the outside boxing punching moving away Cambosis wants to get into a fight and kind of mucky it up muck up the waters and see if he can get some good placements 
Cambosa's got some power. Not a, not a ton of power, I don't think. He's only got 10 knockouts, I think, of his 20 wins. But if he can put it in the right place, like he did with Tiafimo Lopez in that first round, there's enough power there that he can knock somebody down or knock somebody out. Um, Devin Haney, it doesn't seem, has much, if any, power. He's an incredible talent, incredible skills. His way to victory, I think, is making it an ugly fight. So I wouldn't, this wouldn't be my first suggestion to tell somebody who's not a huge boxing fan to watch because it could be a little ugly, even for like people who watch a lot of boxing. But if you don't watch a lot of boxing and you're just kind of trying to learn the sport, this one could get like real ugly and real boring. And I think that's how Devin Haney wins. I think the only way he loses is if he gets into, like, uh, an exchange, gets in close fighting, which, again, isn't his strong suit and definitely favors Cambosis. And if Cambosis can kind of get in there, lean on him, get dirty, make the fight ugly on that, in that sense, you know, get in and throw in punches back and forth. Not ugly from the boring sense that I think Haney wants to make it. So it'll be interesting kind of clash of styles and see what happens. Uh, a couple things to, to remember. This is in Australia. The judges could be funky. Like, that. that's the catch about the way, you know, Haney's path to victory is that his path to victory is he probably, you know, outboxes the guy for 9 or 10 of the 12 rounds, and then it goes to the scorecard, and he should win a wide, unanimous decision. Like, that's that's his path. Is that going to happen in Australia? Is he going to get the – is Cambosis going to get the home cooking? Devin Haney's father, his trainer, is also not – been permitted into Australia as of last I checked. I know they've been trying to figure out that out right up until pretty much the last minute. I don't. They've said visa issues, but I knew there was something with they weren't both Devin Haney and his father Bill Haney weren't vaccinated, and that was an issue with Australia. So I don't know exactly. I haven't looked enough, but I, all I know is as of now, Devin Haney's father, his lead trainer, is not going to be with him on fight night. So a couple of things to look at. So you'll you just. Just kind of keep your eye on those things. I think the judges are something really, really to keep an eye on. I don't know if they've named who the judges are, but if they're a bunch of homegrown Australian guys, that could be dicey. That could be dicey. Manny Pacquiao got the old home cooking when he fought Jeff Horn there a few years back. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on. I'm excited to see it. Hopefully I don't have to wait till 1 a.m. Thanks to uh, ESPN. Since this fight is going on in like the middle of the day in Australia, let's let's get it at a reasonable time. All right, a uh, couple of news things. Triple G and Canelo, the third time, the rubber match. That's happening this September. I believe September 17th is the day. I believe that's, is that, yeah, is that Mexican Independence Day that Canelo has typically tried to fight on? So I am very excited for this fight. Triple G is probably my favorite boxer that's active today. I, I'm I'm pumped. And as far as I'm concerned, this is 1-1 when we go into this rubber match. I've said it many times. Triple G got robbed in that first match. He won that fight pretty soundly on the scorecards, I thought. And he got screwed. There was the Adelaide Bird scorecard that was like 118-110 for Canelo, which was bullshit. 10 rounds to 2 for Canelo. In that first fight, I believe I scored at 8-4 for Triple G. And he also got, I think it was Don Trella, gave... If, if I'm forgetting ex exacts here, but I think it was like the ninth round. Don Trella gave it to Canelo. And the other two judges, even Adelaide Bird, one of the two rounds she gave the Triple G was that ninth round because it was the most dominant round of the entire fight. 
And even with Adelaide Bird's bullshit scorecard of 110-118, Dontrella's was a draw, 114-114. If he would have just scored the ninth round correctly, it would have been two 115s, 113s, and then that bullshit card, and then it would have been fine. Triple G would have officially won. The second fight, I still had Triple G winning. I believe I had it 116-112. I haven't watched that fight in a couple years, but at best, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't, Thrilled with the result the night of. The couple times after I've watched it, I didn't think it was the right result. But I could see it. Like, it was there. And Canelo was definitely much improved from the first fight. It's kind of been like this this revisionist history almost. That like, oh, Canelo definitely won that for second fight. It's kind of like the, the narrative out there. Not so. Not so. That was a close fight. And there were many people who weren't very happy with those scorecards either. So it'll be uh, it'll be fun to see those guys finish their business. I'm excited. Their first two fights were huge box office successes. Um, the gate at the first fight was $27 million. The gate at the second fight was $23 million. Both fights sold over a million pay-per-views. So bringing in, you know, $70, $80 million in that space too. So... I'm very excited. Can't wait. Team Triple G, the real people's champ. Get your revenge, brother. Um, And then one thing that just popped up here in the last hour or so, Anthony Joshua has chosen his new trainer for his rematch with Alexander Usyk that they're targeting for July 23rd now in Saudi Arabia. He picked uh, Robert Garcia to be his lead trainer for that fight. Uh, Robert Garcia is the brother of... Mikey Garcia, uh, he's been a trainer of the year, I believe, um, ha- has worked with some good guys. Just looking at the uh, his resume here, has guided 14 boxers to world titles. Some of the big names, Marcus Maidana, Abner Maris, Jose Ramirez, Brandon Rios, and then his brother as well. So be uh, be very interesting to see if, if the trainer change does anything. So looking forward to the fights this weekend looking forward to a couple fights down the road we got a lot of good ones coming the triple g canelo the Usyk joshua we got nonito donaire new again so a lot of fun stuff coming up in the boxing world in the golfing sphere the golfing sphere was at the charles schwab challenge colonial country club down in texas sam burns is your winner didn't see a ton of this. I watched some replays today. I got DirecTV, and it was super windy the last couple days, so, like, it's cutting in and out. Really annoying. And I ended up in the, the backyard drinking beer with the neighbors. That'll be a later topic here. Um, but Sam Burns wins in a playoff over Scotty Scheffler. He, uh, he goes 71, 68, 67, and then a Sunday best 65 to get himself into the playoff and then makes a 30, I think 39-foot putt to win in the first playoff hole. So good win for Sam Burns. Dude's an up-and-comer. Just another dude, another young dude to add to the list uh, that's possible for the Ryder Cup and President's Cup and uh, really shaping up the U.S. team for uh, a lot of sustained success there. That's kind of the things I think of when I when I see all these young guys when I'm like, man, that's just more and more and more. Hopefully we can... We can keep that going and just put it on the Euros like they've been putting it on us. So, without getting too sidetracked in the Ryder Cup stuff, because I love me the Ryder Cup. Um, but, I mean, Scotty Scheffler, right back to it. The dude, we we worried about him a little bit last uh, last week at the PGA, but he's back. No worries there. 
not his best Sunday, but hey, you can't have your best stuff all the time. Uh, he he made a huge uh, like nine ten footer coming back on seventeen after he blew his birdie putt way by. I guess the 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 TV telecast that said he did the same thing on fifteen too. Gets up and down out of the bunker on eighteen after you think he's got a good chance to put a decent shot in there to to take a sh- take a shot at winning in regulation, but gets it up and down without front bunker and and gets himself to the playoff. Uh, he uh, he just he had to bolt right out of there. I guess his wife's sister, so his sister in law was uh, was getting married, so he headed right from the golf tournament right to the wedding, and I guess he made it at least somewhat in time from the the pictures I saw. So that was pretty funny. Um, but, uh, this day could be characterized by kind of people blowing up on the back nine. I think Davis Riley hit one OB, uh, Brendan Todd was in it late, uh, but the big one was Harold Varner. Uh, yee, yikes. Um, ooh, ooh, uh, he was, uh, 10 under, uh, nine under played off. He was 10 under on the 11 T box or on the 12 T box. And I believe he had a par putt. I wasn't watching this. I've kind of had to go back and try and reconstruct this. He had a par putt on 12. There was some sort of ruling. He comes back out and hits him, hits us with those back points. Four putts. Four times. Made uh, made triple, I believe. Then uh, did not get better. Made a double on the next hole. Bogey. Then he made a birdie. Then he made a double. He played the last seven holes 10 over par. Suits a back 945. 3345. He ooh, man, just he does this. He did this in the Masters. Did he do it at a PGA too? Like I just don't know. I I, I tend to like the guy. He has a good, you know, seems to have a good uh good outlook out there. Always seems happy. Rocks the Jordan gear. Like only do not do a rock in Jordan gear, so he's always got like cool gear. But I just don't know if the dude can ah he hasn't been able to to do it on a Sunday. He hasn't been a winner, really, in big stuff. So, I mean, hopefully he can figure it out. Because, like I said, I like the guy. He seems to always have, like, good perspective about it. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, that happens. So, hopefully he can get it figured out because he's, he's got a poor track record, unfortunately. So, yeah, Sam Burns, your winner. He uh, he celebrated by going to, what, is it Bucky's? Is that, is it, did you just say it, Bucky's, I think? That big that big gas station down there in Texas. I did pass one of those one time uh, on my way back, driving back from South Carolina. I think I was in Tennessee. It wasn't completed. But, man, huge. Those places are giant. I got to get me in one of them sometime. So, all right, yeah, that wraps up the golf. We're just a uh, a couple weeks away now from the U.S. Open. So, looking forward to that. And we got, you know, tournaments the whole way there. Okie dokie. There is also a couple of playoff playoffs going on here playoffs to go along with the golf playoff yesterday we got the nba and the nhl playoffs happening so let's start in the nba i watched uh game seven last night heat and celtics had to pull it up on espn plus because direct tv is a pain in my ass because a little wind and it cuts in and out or i had to watch it in low res like i was watching tv in 1998 felt like i was watching you know, the NBA Finals back in, you know, what was 98? Oh, 98 was MJ, and then 99 was, uh, was that the Spurs and the Knicks? Yeah, I think that was the Spurs and the Knicks. David Robinson, Tim Duncan. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what it felt like when you have to watch your TV on low res. So, DirecTV, figure it out. Like, if you can give me one signal, you can get me the other. So, but uh, Game 7 was a fun game. Celtics end up winning. 
they kind of had spread the lead out a couple of times and it felt like it they were going to, you know, kind of cruise and Miami would just kind of battle back, just kind of battle back. Keep themselves in it, you know, nothing crazy, but just doing doing the little things it felt like. And uh they had a shot. I think it was like 16, 13, 14, 15, 16 seconds somewhere in that range. Jimmy Butler who I think I've said this the last couple weeks or something like that. But the, the dude, he's a dude. Like, I knew he was good, but this guy can ball. Like, he's he's leading this team, obviously. Like, he's the dude on the team. He had a look. He had a, he, he had Al Horford on him. Al Horford was backpedaling, and he got himself a wide-open pull-up three. Favorite of mine back in my uh, pickup days. You know, I like the pull-up three because then you didn't have to go, like, the whole length of the court. Then you could take the pull-up three and you can kind of get a head start back on defense. You could just jog back and then you didn't have to, like, sprint all the time. So, but I digress. Uh, Yeah, Jimmy Butler gets a little pull-up three look. I I liked it. I think it was a good look. Uh, Vane Gundy on the broadcast was kind of like, that's not the right play. You should have taken it to the hole. Horford's backpedaling. I get that. But, I mean, today's day and age in the NBA, wide open threes, I mean, that's like, do it. I, I don't think Jimmy Butler's the best three-point shooter, but okay. I, I thought it was a good look. I mean, if, if it goes in, you're like, well, of course he was going to take that. That was a perfect shot. So, I'm with it. Also a dude, probably the dude in this series, I think, without doubt, Jason Tatum. Like, every time they needed a big shot, like every time the Heat would kind of, like, inch their way back into this, Jason Tatum was there to make a big shot. So that guy can play. So they're headed to the finals. They start on Thursday. Celtics and the Warriors. I haven't seen much of the Warriors because their games all start at 10 o'clock. Like, come on, man. I like to go to bed. So I'm not staying up that late to watch a weeknight NBA basketball game. I mean, even in the finals, like, all the games start at 8 Central. So 9 on the East Coast, like... And I know some of the games are out west, but, like, come on, figure it out. Can we just start these games an hour earlier? Like, eight? Eight on the east coast? And what's the difference? What's the difference between five or six on the west coast? Like, if you're going to that game, you're skipping out of work early anyway. Go down, get some dinner, get some drinks beforehand. Like, who cares? Let's just start these games an hour earlier. That's all I'm asking for. So. And then uh, NHL playoffs. We are into the conference finals there. Out west, the Colorado Avalanche and Edmonton Oilers. And I guess we're not all the way to the conference finals because the Tampa Bay Lightning, who swept the Florida Panthers, they're waiting to figure out who they're going to play. We got a game seven tonight. The Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers are going game seven tonight. See, that one, that game starts at 7 my time, so 8 East Coast. Like, that's perfect, man. Why can't we do that? And then the uh, the conference finals start uh, tomorrow for the Avalanche and the Oilers. Uh, I don't know when the Eastern Conference Finals would start. But, yeah, so Game 7 tonight, Conference Finals start tomorrow. And then, you know, the, the, the Finals will be after the NBA Finals are all finished up. So it'll be a perfect thing to kind of transition into. So... Looking forward to those. I'm uh, I'm going to go. I-, I said it a couple weeks ago. I said the winner's coming out of that Florida Panthers-Tampa Bay Lightning series. And with Tampa Bay sweeping them, i got to stick with it. So that's that's what I'm running with, Tampa Bay. 
they're going to get through the the winner the the Hurricanes and the Rangers and uh I'm feeling I'm feeling the the Oilers the Oilers I know that Colorado's been kind of dominant they've only lost two two of eight game uh two of ten games they've been uh, eight and two in the playoffs a sweep in the first round and a four two win in the semis so I know they've been pretty dominant but I'm going uh I'm going Oilers Lightning finals Stanley Cup finals as they say so. We'll uh we'll we'll keep checking back in on all that. We got we'll still have a, a few weeks left of this to to follow up on. Now time for my passing thoughts. Guys, I really love me some three day weekends. And while I'm here slaving away, working my ass off to produce the content you guys know and love. I I can we just do this permanently, like the three day weekend? I really do enjoy it. And now this three day weekend is uh you know, not just celebratory, kind of one of remembrance, Memorial Day. Remembering, you know, those people in our armed forces who have given their lives in battles all across this world. So just think of those guys a little bit here. But uh, on a happier note, I love three-day weekends. I think we need to institute it permanently. I, I'd even work a little bit longer Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if we can get three-day weekends going forward. So I, I'm all in on that idea. Um, I don't know if I said this last week. I think maybe I did. If I did, I'm sorry. If I didn't, well, here you go. My dog's two. Boomer. Two years old. He's a lab, so he's still just a giant 80-pound puppy. And people are like, oh, when's he going to mature? And I talk to other people who have labs, and they're like, eh, six, seven, maybe? So I got a two-year-old dog. He's the best. He's the man. Um, Speaking of people who think they're the men, I got two good stories here. So first, I'm I'm driving in a in a city area. It's not like city city, but you know it's busier. And I come off a, a highway under an underpass. You hit another light, and it you're, you're kind of moving after you've come off the highway. And there's a crosswalk, and this dude he he doesn't look well to be honest. Like he may be, I don't know if he's homeless, but like he's not killing it in life. Let's just put it that way. And he's walking across that crosswalk. And he's taking his sweet ass time. And like, I, he's, he, I see that he's through my side. So I'm just going like 40, 45. And this car next to me, who by the way is a giant asshole, was like honking at me on the off ramp, like that I wasn't going fast enough. So he lays on the horn at this dude, like, get out of the way. My man is almost to the other side, stops, turns around, and like, Takes a step and, you know, like, shoves his chest out. You know, like, uh, yeah, what up? Uh, like, bucking up. Like, you know, strutting up at the fucking car. And the car's going, it has to be going 40 miles an hour. I'm like, that is a ballsy move. Like, I've never seen somebody, like, try and get fucking tough with a 2,000-pound automobile. Going 40 miles an hour. But, hey, there's a first for everything, right? Because this dude's like, yeah, you want to fight me, car? So... I mean, bold strategy, Cotton. I would have loved to see if he wanted to try it out, like, for real. Like, hop out. Like, he was acting like, oh, yeah, I'll stand out in front of you. I would have loved to see it. Somebody wasn't going to go home okay. Because either that guy was going to slam on the brakes, and then he was going to be pissed, and that that dude was probably going to start, like, bashing on his car, and then people were going to get out and fight. Or one dude was going to get smoked. I would have been okay with either of those guys getting, you know, minor bodily injuries, like a couple bruises. I'm not trying to see somebody get, like, really hurt, but maybe those two could have got out and fight, fought each other. That's why, I, and they both kind of, like, walk away a little worse for the wear. That's what I would have loved to see go down. 
Um, speaking of other people who are uh, getting tough, had a had a friend of mine tell me back in the back in the hometown that we had a a, a gentleman who was uh, tried to pretend he was a, a gonna be in the UFC MMA fighter type deal, and uh, was never much of an athlete to begin with, so. It was always kind of a joke to most people, but this dude could tell you he's uh, he was a big he was gonna be a big deal. I guess he was walking down the street and my buddy saw him and he like was like fucking juking and jiving at a trash can and then kicked over a trash can like out in front of a mini mart. It was like yeah, Ugh. so tough guys. We got tough guys out in the world, real tough guys. Um, speaking of things that make you not a tough guy. Golf. I love to play golf. I think we all know that. I really like playing golf at 6 a.m. I've got a couple buddies who play with me from time to time. Both are out of town here for Memorial Day weekend, so it was just me. So I'm playing at 6 a.m. Get out ahead of everybody. I'm playing in like an hour 45, two hours. Like, it's cool. The days were perfect. Like, it was like 55, 60 when I teed off and like got warm enough. Like, just warm enough that like you weren't cold, but... Just a, a hair of crisp, crisp, cool weather in the air. It's beautiful. There's no one else out there. Kind of zip around real quick. I'm not very good at golf, but I got to play nice and early, nice and quick. Love playing quick golf. Can't stand slow golf. Want to pile drive people who play golf slowly. So, And, and kind of one of the things about playing golf at 6 a.m. is you got to get up at like 5. So I've really become accustomed to going to bed at like nine. That shit's underrated too, man. Like, there nothing's happening after the sun goes down. I, like I've really transitioned into being a day drinker. Like, I don't need to drink till midnight. Like, let's have some drinks. You know, about noon, one, two, depending on what you're doing in the day. Casually drink throughout the day. Shut her down around eight. Go to bed around nine, nine thirty. Wake up the next day with a full night's sleep. Even getting up at 5. Wake up and you feel fine. I don't need to stay up till midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. I mean, maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know. I'll accept either answer. Um, oh, I saw this. Apparently the L.A. Chargers, I said L.A. Chargers on the first attempt, I did not say San Diego, are the only NFL team in the last five years to not have a player arrested, so... I found that very interesting. That's 32 teams. 31 of them have had a player arrested in the last five years. Not the L.A. Chargers, though. Uh, a couple recap things. We talked about it here with the roommate. Top Gun was great. Loved it. Very much enjoyed the first two episodes of Obi-Wan. I will be continuing to watch that. If you like Star Wars at all, I, I suggest it. So, um Still reading In the Blood or, or listening to In the Blood, the Jack Carr novel and the James Reese series. I think I've mentioned that I'm very excited for that TV show, The Terminalist, when that comes out July 1st with Chris Pratt. The teaser trailer dropped and it looked very good, so I just hope it lives up to the hype because I really love that. Um, oh, it's summer. It's like summer weather's finally showed up, so people are outside mowing the yards, doing little projects. Uh, you end up talking to your neighbors, man. Like, you, you get kind of cooped up inside. You don't talk to your neighbors sometimes. But, you know, summer weather this weekend was outside. 
talking to the neighbors. Next thing you know, you're sitting there having some beers and, and just chatting it up. And uh, good, good times. Good times. Love me. Like I said, love me some day drinking. Love to be drinking outside. Like, that's the, that's the best place to do it. You know, just kind of BSing with people. That's that's the favorite way to do it. I don't need to be in a club. Nah, nah. Give me just, uh, you know, and if I got to stay up at all in the night, give me a little fire pit. A little fire pit, a little fire, a couple beers, a couple people just BSing. That's that's living. That's living the good life. So, all right, that's all I got for you guys this week. So let's get this thing wrapped up. All right, closing time. Let's wrap it up and let's get on out of here. Uh, thank you guys again, as always. I really appreciate you. Uh, looking forward to, to being back with you next week, and we will be back next week. The PGA Tour heads to Mirfield Village for the Memorial Tournament. That's Jack's Tournament, so usually a good field there. Uh, big purse that usually attracts them. So, uh, like I said, the Charles Schwab Challenge was a purse of $8.4 million. The Memorial's $12 million, so definitely uh, brings in uh, some of the heavy hitters. And uh, Jack does that too. So we'll cover that. We'll cover the boxing match. We'll talk the NBA and the NHL. Whatever else goes on in my weird little life here will uh, we'll probably come up as well. So, again, guys, thank you very much. I appreciate all you. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Till then, peace.